is Freaky Trigger and the Lollards of Pop. Joining to me, me tonight is uh, Tim Hopkins. Hello, Pete. Um, Steve Hewitt. Hello, Pete. And Claire Spencer, who is, as ever on our show, not here yet. Not her, in general. It's just, for this series, we're trying to have someone not in the studio. It makes it so much more exciting. We're... Um, Knocking around with the levels here, banging things around, um, but we're trying to make sure everything is safe because that is what today's show is all about in the end. And um, first of all, I want to ask Tim. Hello. Where did you feel safest? Where did I feel safest? Or where do you feel safest? That's a very good question, that, isn't it? That is a difficult question. It is a tough question, isn't it? Yeah. I probably. Or is there is there a, is there a sense of you know a, 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 a feeling that if you were in um, at home with your parents' house, your old bedroom, yeah, or at I'd home prob- now? I'd probably feel safest in my current flat rather than anywhere else. I think it's uh, it's kind of set up the way that we like it, and yeah. uh, very it little is, could go wrong. It is quite a long way up, though. Yeah, but I don't feel in any great danger of it, it, it plummeting to the floor. That's not a long I very way. rarely go out on the balcony. No, no, I guess not. And I mean, I'm I'm higher up, and I feel very safe in my home. But you you haven't got a balcony the same way that Tim has. I have a balcony. You, what, what what kind of sorts. difference are we looking at here? Um, I've got a balcony in my bedroom. Um, all the better for dispensing I, with people after a night of a. No, anyway, no, um, anyway. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I've not been in your bedroom, no. Pete. You live on the ground floor, of course. You don't I have do any very, lights, very any much. stairs. We have no stairs, no nothing. But you do have a feral animal in your house. Well, uh, she's not feral, bless her. Mm. I mean, she's... Come she's on, a... someone's got to do the punchline. Someone <laughs> has to, someone has to. That's no way to talk about my wife. <laughs> Dear. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I mean, yeah, do you feel safe at home or are there other places... I feel slightly less safe at the moment, given that we've got a bit of a leakage from upstairs uh, of, of of water, and I'm I feel slightly unsafe because of that. Has that been dripping on any taps? Or no, any, any any electrics? Or? No, it's just slight leakage. Um, but it's still quite safe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. I, so I, I sometimes get con- concerned when uh, when my lovely wife leaves the iron on. Right now, the our iron turns itself off mm-hmm. after three minutes and, and ceases to hot up. Does it but does it go off and then turn itself back on again to regulate the temperature, you, or is it you, just if you shake it when, once it's been off? If you just pick it up and shake it, it turns itself back on again. But it, it turns itself we off. We are but living the, the in the future. We are living in it. Well, it's yes. a thermostat, Steve. We've had thermostats okay. for quite some I'm sorry. time. Um, but I don't. I don't. It bothers me. It bothers me to see an iron plugged in. Yeah, it bothers me to see an iron being used, really. Um, <laughs> I think anyone who, who takes one Welcome look at the stage of us. Crumpletastic. Yeah. Hear the crumpling of the clothes. But yeah, no, um, ironing is, I mean, irons are odd. For, as a child, I was always told, don't get anywhere near. For, for some reason, when I was a kid, I don't know if this is the case when, when, when you were a kid, but I'm assuming it's the same time period or a little bit before, 
Iron seems to have ridiculously short leads. So there was always a bit of tension when they were balanced on the ironing board. Either that or our respective parents would have the iron far, ironing board far enough away that there was always a point where they were resting it on the end that it could teeter. Well, as as a left-hander, okay. there, there, there's, there's does a real... Does it make a difference? No, it does because the ironing board's back to front and then you can't get the thing turn, in the right... Turn it around. Turn it around. No, turn no, no but around. even... T- yeah, but spaces generally turn aren't designed for the, for the left-handed turn, ironer. Turn it, turn it around. Turn it around. <laughs> Oh, what what can you, I say? When, you, when you say spaces aren't designed for the left-handed ironer, I, I, I have you mean a lot space like space-time. No, not not like space-time. Oh, I, okay. I, I mean, Fleming's right-hand law I've, and Fleming's left-hand law suggest that both hands are important. I, well, quite yes, I, but I have had difficulties in terms of iron um, cord length and my ability to iron. Do you, would you agree that iron cords are not long enough? I mean, that's, that's, that's my basic <laughs> my basic thesis is that iron cords are not long enough and thus cause us a problem but then obviously a very long iron cord means they're more likely to get caught and stuff my iron cord is long enough but I have had some old irons not just not just any, any old irons nurses. <laughs> I have had <laughs> I have had some old irons in my time which have uh, uh, do, do seem to have been working on a shorter cord basis yeah. which makes things mildly inconvenient yeah and there's a sense there's a tug a natural tug I mean yeah you know you just need to move your ironing board closer to the plug, man. Yeah, no, it's I mean, true. That's the top and bottom of the problem here. I think, and certainly, my 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 parents lived on the thing that if the world didn't function the way they wanted it to, they would try and force it to, rather than moving the ironing board closer. I get you, but um, it's, it's, like, it's like with it's like with the lawnmower cord. Again, another safety danger waiting to happen. You you might have you might have hit on something here, though, Pete. You know, there may be some uh, maybe some aspirant to Dragon's Den listening that is uh, going to come up with the problem of a, of how to have a completely safe but hugely lengthy iron cord somewhere. Yeah, I mean, if, if there was home. someone who invented some kind of cord that could extend the range of a plug, but I can't, I can't think. Yeah, but as you, as you say, there is a, there's a, there's a problem for having a giant extendable yeah. cord because, you know, if you have a giant extendable cord, people can trip over it. So you would want something that, you know... Anyway, anyway that, was, that was four minutes talking about iron cords, so um, I think we should probably get the first track on, which is, of course, the watchword of the show. Today, we are talking about safety, so this is obviously going to be the safety dance, um, and this is obviously the extended version, which um, we may talk about the types of extended versions we got in the 80s. But um, enjoy the Men Without Hats and the safety dance. <laughs>
mine Cause your friends don't dance And if they don't dance Well, they're no friends of mine Say, we can go where we want to Place where they will never find And we can act like we come from out of this world Leave the real one far behind We can dress real neat from our hearts to our feet and surprise them with a victory cry. Say, we can act if we want to, if we don't, nobody will. And you can act real rude and totally removed, and I can act like an imbecile. Say, we can dance, we can dance, everything's out of control. We can dance, we can dance, doing it from wall to wall. We can dance, we can dance, everybody look at your hands. We can dance. We can dance, everybody's taking the chance Save the dance, oh, let's save the dance Yes, save the Men with our hats and the extended version of the safety dance, um, which is getting a general thumbs down in here. Well, yes, I mean, I, I think that that sounded uh, it, it, it's not just as you were suggesting, um, uh, the normal version with a bit on the beginning. I, I think that it's, it's a lot sparer than the um, than my recollection of the seven inch version. Maybe I'm wrong. Your, your take on this, Tim? I thought it was rubbish. And um, and oh look look what we found we've uh, Claire's Claire's turned up Claire Spencer, um, who was actually held up by a, a safety problem on the tube. I understand. Uh, no, that's not, not true. Okay. <laughs> More my own incompetence. Oh well, that that, that might do it as well. Um, you quite like the safety dance. I do, but that version doesn't make me want to dance. I'm good. I'm glad I played the rubbish version of a song <laughs> that most people in the room don't like. Do oh, it's, 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 it's a lot safer if you don't dance, though, surely. 
Well, that's the question. Actually, do you know what the safety dance is? No, Pete. What is the safety dance? Well, I've got a little quiz for you. I've got three I options like of what it. the safety dance is, and you've got to guess which one it is. Um, is the safety, dance, the, the safety dance a bit of a over-egging the pudding dance? Some might say a um, rioters dance done to test dance laws before they actually are given back to companies who bought them off of people. Mm-hmm. Is it a dance done at a prom to uh, initially to regulate what is proper dancing and not proper dancing, and so therefore um, back in the 50s where you had co-ed schools going together? Uh-huh. Or is it a protest against bouncers stopping pogoing at uh, new wave gigs? Ooh. I know, I know, because I read the Wikipedia page about <laughs> it before I came here. <laughs> No, there is no Wikipedia used at any point in any Lollard show. Yeah, this is a very, it, yeah. very important precept by which we set the um, the entire thing. I'm going to go for B. I'm going to go for C. I'm also going to go for C. <laughs> B, no B. B. B was actually what I was going to just say that the song was about, and then I looked on the Wikipedia page myself. I didn't look at the Wikipedia page. I, talk, I actually talked to the Canadian singer um, who said, if you want to uh, say this is what it is, you can say that, but... Yeah, it is a protest against bouncers stopping pogoing um, at New Wave gigs. And, yeah, it's just not... It doesn't work as a protest because you can't... You can just about pogo to it, I guess. But it's a slow pogo. And pogoing can be pretty slow. It's but actually, it's actually quite hard to jump up and down for long periods of time really fast. I mean, I guess it, the, the bouncers in question were worried about people slam dancing and so on, and that hadn't really developed until pogoing went mad. But <laughs> It's... it's- Pogo correctness gone mad. It is Pogo correctness gone mad. <laughs> Claire, before you got here, we were asking. I asked um, Tim and Steve uh, what, where they feel safest. Where, where do you feel safest? With my headphones on, listening to World Service, like especially when they're they're speaking in a very serious tone about something very serious, and I'm not necessarily listening to what they're saying. I just feel so safe knowing that people care about serious things. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice. And you can do that anywhere, of course. I mean, because exactly. it's interesting. Did I actually get to where you, you felt safe, Steve? Not really. We, you just started being rude about my wife, mainly. Oh, it's just a joke. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so where do you feel safest? I don't know. I, I mean, I think the, my house is a, is a perfectly reasonable answer. Um, I, you won't be in that house um, forever, though. Well... You never know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, the way the housing market is at the moment. Um, no, I mean, I, I just guess because between the moment when I haven't moved house for t- uh, 12 years, so I feel very resolute in there. But when you move into somewhere for, a new, for, for, for the first time, it takes a while for you to feel, you know, feel, mm. feel, feel safe in that space, doesn't it? Mm, yes. Yeah. I think so. That's why, my, that's why my headphones with my radio on make me feel safe because I don't have a place like that. Mm. I mean, you've moved around a lot, haven't you, in the last few years? So you've been non-stop over the place. I mean, are you, <laughs> are you, are you all? Do you feel where do you feel on the safety spectrum? Do you feel like you're safe people? Are you risk averse? Do you mind risk? I'm massively risk averse. Yeah. I will tut and go and fold my arms and go. I'm not doing that. It is silly. What, uh, what types? What type of things will you not do? Pretty much anything. Do you drive? No. Do you, have you ridden pillion on the back of a motorbike? Never. Uh, have you do you roller skate? No. Ride a bike? No. Uh, do you cross the road when uh, when you're not at a crossing with a green light showing? Yes, but only if I know the road. <laughs> <laughs> You'll jaywalk. I will. I will. I, I I have been known to occasionally jaywalk, but um, for example, um, at the top of High Hoban, opposite Hoban Station, 
I would never jaywalk there, and I see people jaywalking there uh, like constantly and like taking their lives in their hands for the sake of twenty seconds walking up the road. You tut, don't you? I do tut. You tut internally, but you do tut out loud. I, I have been known to tut out loud on occasion because, or, or indeed, um, sharp intakes of breath have happened. Right. Wait, waiting for the bus um, at the top of High Hoban because just like people just go, ah, and they're being bored down on three directions by ten ton trucks and buses and bendy buses and God knows what. Tim, are you, are do you, you eat? Sorry, right, before no, we move on yeah. from Steve, do you eat some? Do you eat bad chicken from dodgy chicken restaurants? <laughs> That's Mr. Risk averse. Well, you know they've been they've been pressure cooked in very hot oil. Uh-huh. Yeah, nothing, nothing surviving that, not even not chickens. No. No. And then left for, you know, goodness knows how long, sitting on a, a salmonella incubator. My my friend in the chicken shop knows me. He wouldn't... Give you the bad he bits. He wouldn't give me the bad bits. Because he knows which ones are the bad bits by he sight. Know, yeah, exactly, yeah. He knows He knows he's got a, a loyal customer. Some I mean, might if say I worked Alex. in the chicken shop, I would almost certainly make sure I've got a few bits written with salmonella for the difficult customers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying they do that in Morley's or Chicken Cottage or, God forbid, KFC, but um, maybe in Kenzie Fried Chicken. I don't know. Kennedy it's, Fried Chicken? No, Kenzie. There's a Kenzie out there as well. I don't understand where is it is. Is it run by the kid from Blazing Squad? Could be. Could be. And that's maybe where he invested his millions Wow. from Blazing Squad. Tim, are you, are you tough to the squirrel or are you Danger Mouse? I, I tend to the toughty, I would say. Yeah. Uh, you know, I probably take really stupid risks all the time that I don't know that I'm taking. With food again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where, we, where we do it. It's, it's out of sight, out of mind, isn't it? That's that's how that works, I guess. We don't know... We don't really know where the food's been. We just take it on trust. That's true. That the stuff's there, so... I'm currently learning to drive. Ah! I think we might come back to that later. Oh, wait, wait, OK. Well, I'll, no, I'll, I mean... I'll, I'll talk about we, it now, then, shall I? Well, well yeah, if you want to talk about it now, we can, because <laughs> how are you finding that? I mean, I... Claire, you can drive, right? Yeah, and I've got to say, I used to be exactly like the people that you talk about crossing the road and just having this trust that the drivers will stop. But as soon as I started driving, I realised how incompetent <laughs> I am and how incompetent other drivers could be. So it really gets me mad when people, when I'm driving and people cross the road and they trust that I'm going to stop. And how you do they don't. do that? You don't. You just put your foot down and they go over the car. <laughs> I mean, usually there, there is that sweet spot where if you hit them, they will spin over the car, they'll land on their feet, they'll keep going. And if you're going fast enough, no one will know. I'm not, I'm not saying that's what drivers out there listening right now should was, be doing. Was your driving instructor Wiley Coyote? Uh, it might have been. I mean, I can drive, but I don't. Partially because of the I do not feel safe doing it. You know, I don't think that I should be allowed on the road. And I don't <laughs> think that seven lessons and a traffic jam of a test is enough to say I'm a good driver. Or even a driver. Wow. It took me seven tests to pass. Really? Yeah. So you should be really you safe. You should be really you safe. Should be yeah, really yeah. safe. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you just got lucky that day. <laughs> I got very lucky that day. <laughs> I mean, Tim, you, you've done the theory test. I have done the so theory test. So in theory test. you can drive, but in uh, practice... Yeah. Well, I'm, truthfully, I, you know, I sort of more or less feel ready now, but um, I've got another month and a bit to wait before my... First test. Yeah. Goodness knows how long I've got to wait before my second one. And um, it's so it's so contingent on who else is on the road and what's going on. That is true. I'm I'm dreaming of getting a traffic jam because I'm pretty good in traffic yeah, jams. It's truthfully, it. it's a pretty pretty easy driving environment. And, and some people fair, are no good yeah. at inching. Some people are no good at inching. Right. And if you if you're going to spend the majority of your time driving in London, then. 
traffic jams are surely the, the most important thing for you to learn about. I must say that, that since I've started to learn, I've, I've spent a bit of time in uh, the rural southwest of England and a bit of time in uh, northern Illinois and southern Wisconsin in the United States. And it does seem to me that I've picked one of the most difficult places to learn to drive mm. in the world. I mm. mean, I'm sure it's probably worse in Mexico City, but I suspect that the... Traffic jams again. Traffic well, jams. I suspect that the theory test is probably a bit easier as well. You got a car in theory? Yeah, you're, you can drive. I've been to Mexico City. It's all right. I've been there. I've seen it. That's how they talk. Um, Claire, you, are you um, risk averse? Well, I used to think that I am a bit of a chancer. However, I went to the bank the other day and they did a little questionnaire on me mm-hmm. to decide what I should put my money into. My like <laughs> your, your massive, <laughs> massive <laughs> life savings. Quid, yeah, and it turned out that I am a really safe person. And I was trying to. Then I wanted to re go over the the questions and you know rehash it because I wanted to come across as someone who'd really take a chance. Yeah, but no. I see. I, I know. I know. I know this about you. Though. I know that. I know this because um, uh, I know your sister very well. Who is when it comes to money, not very, not very safe. I would say. I think she would admit that herself, um, and she always she always holds you up as a paragon of the good investor. So, in in financial terms, I think safety might be your thing. But in in general life, or do you think even that? I think as I get older, more and more. I mean, more and more safe. More and more. Point at the uh, old people. Go on. Point yeah. at the old. People. I, no, I was pointing. Do. I was pointing to the scared person crossing the road. Yeah. Not necessarily no, I'm, the old I'm person. Not, not scared. It's oh, just okay. so it's you're, not you're scared. It's just like, you know, cautious. Playing the odds. I mean, is there, is there is there is there the, this relationship between being scared and being safe? I mean, do you do you, when you're when you feel unsafe, do you feel scared or do you just feel okay unsafe and um, I want to get out of the situation? Uh, um, yeah, good question. I mean, I I I think the way that I deal with it is by attempting not to get myself in those situations. Would you like to stay away from danger? I do. Well, you can't. Oh, my God. Mr. Boston, being 
Kids in a box, you need more strength than just locks. I rock hardcore, even when I dress suited. On some business shit, my street is deep rooted. What is this shit? Rappers want to blossom, but they all a costume. Thinking we buffoon, I tell you soon you'll end the hard way. Tens and blunts, going Broadway to the theater. Hot rocks is getting weirder, like Vera from Alice. The East is in your palace on some proper shit, and it will never be the opposite. When the East is in the house, oh my God. Respiratory to bless my story. You got nothing for me. It's been plotted behind doors. They scheming up for my arrival. Rappers are teaming up, doing symphonies. It's gonna be limping and seas when I plan my rap. You be left handicapped. Sweat gather because I bring you no jalopy. Building on heads that be older than your poppy. Pack a win, YPF back, spin to the essence. You get startled on the blessings when the east is in the I've got the CD and I could actually look at it. It would, it would make it more interesting. Uh, six, 96. 96. Yeah, I'll late, thoughts. Um, uh, that was Danger. Obviously, the show's about safety, but it's kind of the opposite, but not really. It's slightly different. It's not quite the opposite. Um, but there aren't that many songs about safety, are there? The message from that song is uh, don't go into the house if the East is there. East? When the East is in the house. Oh, my God. It, cons- it, it, it did occur to me it was actually about yeast. Yeah. <laughs> And is that then a, a kind of subtle Yeasty Girls reference or something like that? Well, it, might, it might be. Oh, it yeah. might be a Great Fire of London reference, of course, because that started in a in a bakery, as we know. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeast, the yeast was in the house. In on, on putting uh, the, it's in a bakery though. Also, oh no, the Great Fire of Chicago was in a stable, wasn't it? Probably no yeast there. Might be in a, a yeasty stable. Also makes me think of the English golfer Peter Oosterhuis. Really? With Oosterhuis with being a Dutch name meaning East House, I think. Oh, well, I'm sure our Dutch correspondents will tell us. Yes. Actually, and on that line, if they do want to correct us, we're always willing to take corrections at Freaky Trigger. If you uh, go to freakytrigger.co.uk and just um, a question on the, on the show. We've got a couple of corrections from last week. Um, Surely not. Not on do. our first show, please. On the first show, some people spoke and said things that weren't strictly true. So, first of all, um, Magnus suggested that there were only three Karate Kid films. What? Uh, from the first series. No, there was Karate Kid, there was Karate Kid Part 2 and Karate Kid Part 3, and then the next Karate Kid starring Hilary Swank. Hilary Swank, ah. you say? In the Ralph Macchio. Like, I mean, Ralph Macchio was about 90 by then, so... Um, the Lady Karate Kid. She, the Lady Karate Kid was Hilary Swank in her role just before she did Boys Don't Cry that she won an Oscar for, and um, she won another Oscar later for playing someone who boxed. So she likes the fighty films. Mm-hmm. Um, another one... Um, Tim, actually, this was the one for you, because the, the, the quiz at the end, um, 
oh, a, yeah. There was a track by Remus. There was. Um, and I wanted to know how he knew who Lion-O was. Because it struck me that that, that track's only like four or five years old. Uh, yeah, yeah, five or six years five old. Five or six yeah. years old. And Thundercats were like pretty solidly mid-80s. I suggest that he didn't write that lyric. Syndication did. Yeah. No yeah, one shows Thundercats. No one shows oh, Thundercats over here in the last five years. Also, did, you, did you ever see Thundercats, Claire? Yes. Okay, well, maybe I'm wrong. Um, also, here's my contention to you. Okay. Many of, many of uh, my friends' children mm-hmm. are very familiar with uh, children's television of the 80s and 90s due to the fact that video cassettes are so cheap and easily available at charity shops. They're really, very, you know, those people that have a video cassette recorder, it's a very cheap, easy, and disposable way to entertain your children. You buy them a, a 50p VCR that they look interested in. And they will sit quietly in front of it for up to three hours. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, I'll take that. As, I'll take that on advice. I just wanted to ask, how do you know? You've given me a good reason. Well, I don't know. I can't answer for Remus. <laughs> well, do you just oh, do you, do you give me some advance? Oh, sorry. Warning. Well, I'd, yeah, I'd, but then, then it would have been. It would have lacked the spontaneity. I'd have sent the, a message to his MySpace. Um, and finally, uh, last week's presenter, uh, Eliza Sessions, um, uh, didn't know Shanice's "I Love Your Smile." Um, Steve, can you remind him? I love your smile. Okay, so that's how it goes, Eli. Look it up. It was number one in the States and everywhere, and frankly, you should know that record. Okay, um, so back onto on, onto the rest. When, 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 what's the most dangerous situation you've ever been in, Tim? When did, when, when did you think your life was most in danger? I was once on an aeroplane that was hit by lightning. Oh, that's good. That's nice. The lights go out, right? It all resets, doesn't the whole thing? Like the lights went out for maybe half a second. There was hilariously a fellow with sort of longish, quite tightly curly hair in the seat in front of me, and that sort of stuck <laughs> up a bit. <laughs> I do not believe the you. Fella, the fellow. Did was... everyone flash on and off in, in the thing when you saw <laughs> yeah, their skeletons? Yeah, 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 it was amazing. Yeah. And um, what, what, did, what did the pilot say? The pilot sort of left it for a couple of minutes and just because he was probably panicking. A yeah, bit, so. absolutely. A few minutes. We, we were over. We were flying into Bilbao, mm-hmm. so we were over that range of mountains you go over just fairly shortly before you get to Bilbao. Whatever the they Pyrenees. are, Pyrenees. Pyrenees are they yeah. called? I always remember by looking down and looking at my Pyrenees. Really? Yeah, don't but always remember that. Don't what what happens if you're flying over other mountains and you happen to look down? Alp, I don't know. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so yes, uh, we were flying over there. The fellow I was sitting next to was hugely scared of flying, so actually he went a a really horrible grey-green colour, not not a million miles away from the T-shirt that you're wearing today, Pete. Great for radio, that good description. I'm wearing a green T-shirt. A really horrible grey-green T-shirt, as it happens. So yeah, that was was quite frightening. I, I found myself as... Uh, about as frightened as the time when I went on the American Eggs ride at Ottery St Mary like an Fair, uh, and uh, I was s- sat there with my mate Tim. Uh, and we were, I guess we were about twelve at this point, and th- this ride you, you sat in a little sort of egg-shaped contraption, mm-hmm. and it went on a, rather like the London Eye, but they span you around. They yeah, the spin you time. around, yeah. I've seen, I've seen, so, seen those. So. Uh, so we got on, we sat down, they span us around. Spun, whatever. Spun, yeah. We 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 well spun, uh, and as uh, there was something rattling around in the cage, and as we sort of came to a standstill, uh, we worked out what it was, and it was a huge, what seemed to me at the time, huge nut, probably right. probably about 
three inches across. Which had dislodged so, itself and was rattling around inside there with you. Exactly. Nice. So we turned around to the gate to sort of uh, inform the uh, gentleman that, that perhaps there was something structurally incomplete about this thing. <laughs> and we were sort of at the top. By the time it, you know, we'd worked it all out, we were at the top of the, of the thing. So we, we spent the next few minutes of our lives in mortal terror. Um, uh, nothing happened, of course. No, of course, no. no. But there, was just here, a, yeah. there was just a big, scary nut. I mean, I was, I was stuck at the top of the Beast Alton Towers for half an hour in the pouring rain. It was more wet than dangerous. Mm-hmm. Claire? I, well, I've got to say, I think what, uh, you get good value for money when you go on a fairground ride rather than Alton Towers or Thorpe Park mm-hmm. because you actually you don't know, really, whether it's really that stable. So right. you do have a, a, a sincere fear. Not I mean, this fake stuff you get so at the somebody, theme parks. Somebody's brought their van along to, let's say, Peckham Rye for the sake of argument, yeah. which, is not a, which is not a completely level playing field. No, no. Um, although or, it, is, yeah, yeah. it is a playing field, yeah. In parts. But yeah. it's not completely level, and you know they've hauled this thing off the back of a van, and they've stuck it up in the middle of the park, and you're supposed to fly into the air. Oh, no, no. Okay. Thank you, but I mean, no. There's an issue with uh, around... Ten, I was quite happy with it, mind, apart from the flying nuts. There's an See issue I around sort of safe words here, because obviously, scream if you want to go faster... <laughs> <laughs> it's only good if they give you something to scream or say if you don't want to go faster or indeed you want to stop because your your waltzer thing is about to careen into right. the nearby you know, fr- coconut side. And this is why I've never been on a fairground ride. No, for, you must for, have been for, on no, something. No, 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 no. I've, I've never been on a fairground ride for probably 20 years. Well, I haven't been on one for 20 years. Yeah, I don't go on them very often these days. I'm a grown-up, Steve. Yeah, and I don't have kids. So no, I, have to, I have to put my hand on it whilst I'm clamorously sitting there on the teacup where I go, teacup rides were a lot, lot safer when I was a kid. Um, so, yeah, so fairground rides. But, but where 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 you... Where have danger, danger, been danger, you? Well, I... <laughs> I started, and you know, it's, it's, it's the seat of the pants radio. That's what that's what you now tune it's into. Time resonance. To finish. resonance. By the way, the resonance, resonance logo, resonance one hundred four point four. The art of music. What kind of art would this be? Is it not the art of listening? Art of listening. Sorry, yeah, cause it's, yeah the me. art of listening. <sighs> sorry, the art of listening. We'll take it all out in the edit. It'll what? be a lot better in a couple of weeks when I'm in charge. Okay, oh, really. Um, what kind of art would this be? Non. Conceptualise. Yes. <laughs> I think you're probably right. So, Claire, <laughs> where's the most, the most, well, yeah, well, well, most dangerous place? Almost, the most dangerous thing in your life? Almost, the Jacksons. Sorry. Almost as exciting as uh, being hit by lightning in a plane. I was on a walking safari, which, if anyone suggests a walking safari, First of all, I'm sure, Steve, you'd never go on no, it. he likes walking. He can do walking. Like walking. walking. And so you I'm like animals. Walking. You like animals, right? <laughs> well, as long as they're, you know, good, safe, British, possibly European animals. So walk as far as see some shrews, so, maybe. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is in the uh, forest in the Congo Basin where they have forest elephants who are quite scared of humans. And uh, it's also on a cliffside. It's ridiculous. Just by on the coast. Right. And so uh, this elephant uh, came up and and charged. Uh, luckily, the uh, guy who was giving the the um, tour, he must have been an ex-poacher, because he kind of just... I mean, at that point, I really realised it doesn't matter how fast I run, because you're not meant to run. We get being told if they charge, you don't run. So this guy stood there with his knife, you know... Uh, looking all tough to the elephant. Unbelievably, it worked. I don't know how. Um, Probably killed his father or something. Yeah, it must be that he remembered him. I don't know. But um, 
it, it, what it bang home to me was two things. One, next time I want to see an elephant that close up, just look it up on Google. Yeah. And two, it didn't matter if I was about to really run for it. It actually didn't matter how fast I ran, just as long as I ran faster than... The, the next guy. Else. Yeah, I was Well, oh, you always have wow. someone... That thing when I... That crossing the road thing, I don't mind jaywalking as long as someone else is jaywalking to the inside of <laughs> yeah. it. Because they'll get hit first, and by the time it gets to me, they probably would have slowed down. Um, Depends whether somebody's driving using the Pete Barron method, really. Yeah, true, but once they've got them over the back, then, yeah, they, they will slow down. You're right. And then, you'll, then your T-shirt will get messy on the way over as well. Well, as you say, you don't care about that, because you don't like my T-shirt. <laughs> yes. Um, Steve, danger, where? Um... <laughs> I mean, this, this, this is, this is going to be like I, I, I got off a, I got off a Routemaster when it was still going. I, yeah. I, I, I did, I did once nearly get thrown off the back of a Routemaster, but <laughs> I think we've all done that, haven't we? Yeah. Um, no, I remember there was I. Been in a fight. What? You know, started uh, a fight. Been in a fight. No, not <laughs> not since I was, um, you know, a grown up. Um, I remember being in the car with my granddad. Um, turning out of a, a, a kind of a, a, a car park and him entirely not seeing this car that very massively nearly ploughed into the side of us, which he just kind of happily carried on driving along. And I was like, oh, dad, 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 no, the car, the car. I mean, the most dangerous situation I think I've been is probably been driving with my, well, one of them is, because not the one I'm going to tell, um, with my 87-year-old grandfather, who really shouldn't have been allowed to drive and was sort of peering over his glasses and doing that, and you just bombing down the road at about five miles an hour, and just knowing that actually this is slow and should be all right, but probably feels more dangerous than, you know, the sort of big rocketing down the road at 60 miles an hour that my dad does. So. I was in a car once uh, in the passenger seat when the driver fell asleep. That was a bit frightening. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Were you were you able to nudge, or did you just go? Let's not wake him right did, now. The middle of REM sleep. You know. I did remonstrate with him and thought, and yeah, he did wake up thereafter. We we we'd uh, taken a day from. Uh, we were, I guess, in our late teens, but I wasn't. Or none of us, apart from this one uh, fellow, were old enough to drive at that point. And we decided that we absolutely had to go and see this particular uh, rock show <laughs> well, up, yeah, up London. So we all piled in his car. And he drove us all the way. Had a, uh, he crashed into um, he crashed into one of the traffic islands on Piccadilly. Oh right. Um, I guess I guess it must have been about eight o'clock at night on a Saturday night, which was not a good choice. No. Then we went to the show and uh, we did left the car there. Drove. No, 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 no. <laughs> we, we 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 changed the wheel somehow. He mostly changed the wheel. Then we went to the show and round about Stonehenge sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a series of roundabouts where the the road markings get closer together to make you slow down, and he yeah. seemed to be slowing down excessively at this one particular uh, roundabout. Would and that be I, the Would that be the chevrons getting closer? And no, closer they're, they're not actually chevrons. They're no? they're yellow lines painted across the road at, at oh, uh, increasing yes. intervals. Yes, um, and they they make you, they help you slow down. And he uh, he seemed to be slowing down excessively. So I looked over, and yes, indeed, his eyes were closed and his head was nodding. And uh, he woke up when his head actually hit the steering wheel. <laughs> But because he was on a slowing down kind of vibe, yeah, the car just, the car just, just slowed, off, yeah. the car just slowed to a stop just ahead of this roundabout. Oh bless! So because if it had been chevrons, of course, then it would have been really handy. Because the next track is about partly about chevrons. <laughs> Could someone please answer me this? 
Apart from a commentary, where else on earth can you hear the word aplomb being used? I'm filling up at Rotherstop North. Good girl has broken my heart. She took off with a yowl from Rotherstop South. Now she's keeping two chevrons apart. Keeping two chevrons apart. She's keeping two chevrons apart. They say plenty more fish. I say more cockatiers. She's keeping two chevrons apart. Biscuit with Keeping Two Chevrons Apart. From I their, thought, yeah, well, from their, sorry. From their um, early 90s album, uh, This Lead and Paul. And it's been such a long time since they've released an album, hasn't it? Um, uh, it's not that long, it's only a bit No, it's never that years. long, it's always about a year and a half. And <laughs> The, apparently the, the, the endless the, tide of the, half man half biscuit albums fall the, at us constantly. The, the new one will be ready about Christmas, apparently. Is it a Christmas album? Uh, no. Good. Um, the <laughs> I understand St. Etienne made a Christmas album, though, and uh, that will be very good, I'm sure. Yes. Um, I don't know why. It's here, there, or everywhere. Um, Tim, I rudely interrupted the end of your story earlier. Um, I understand that my story ends as follows. The pilot of the plane which got hit by lightning, the pilot, after a few minutes, maybe... Maybe three or four minutes. Very relaxed tone. Took a very relaxed tone and said, Ah, yes, you may have noticed. Uh, we did actually get hit by lightning a few minutes ago. There's nothing to worry about. The planes are built to withstand uh, lightning strikes. And they, live in the air. They, they fly in the air. That's where lightning lives. So it makes sense. I mean... I, I suppose that's true. And it certainly would be disastrous if, you know, quite literally disastrous if planes went down every time they were hit by lightning. But he, or, fl- or flew through a cloud of, 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 of gas, of, of volcanic gas. That would be terrible. Right. My suspicion is that he probably took a couple of minutes to uh, recombobulate himself. <laughs> I'm sure he was frantic in there, clicking switches, and, you know, right. they probably got a little thing they have to wind up to restart the battery, like mm-hmm. crank, someone goes out the front and, probably. and does that. Probably. When, 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 you go, when you fly, um, you'll fly quite regularly, um, how much attention do you take to the safety announcement at the beginning? Quite a lot. I always ignore it, because I try to go, go to sleep before it takes off. Steve? I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. I will, I will pay a kind of passing just to see if there's anything new or different. All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll stop you, Claire, then. Can you do it? Could you run me through the safety instructions for flying? Do you know, it's one of those things like, um, I don't know, say, Hail Mary or something, where I feel like I should know the whole thing all the way through. It feels really familiar, but I wouldn't be able to tell you. What, what, do, you think where, what, do, what do you think the bits are? You don't have to work I know there's the bits where they, they tug... 
There is a tugging aspect too, but I don't think it's the most important. If you're enough, you'll be safe. Don't worry. Um, what's 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 I a key thing to know about the emergency slide? No idea. Always no have a heels. Beer. No heels, indeed. Um, they're choosing back. So it starts off. Yeah. It starts off with the position of the uh, of the life jacket. Right. Yeah. That's the first thing. The life jacket is under, under, the under your seat. Yeah. Uh, and then it shows you the shape of the life jacket mm-hmm. and how to put it on over your head. Yep. Then the two little cordy straps around the side that you yes. tie into a tie double around, bow. Yeah. Then it demonstrates. Then then you've got the tugging. little the little tugging the little you know tug the little levers to inflate. Do not and do that until you're out of the airport. The airport. Uh, airplane. Air, airplane, sorry, but if you're in the and airport it, as well, yes. right. you're and not their problem anymore. And it has right. a light on one side and a whistle, whistle on the other. For whistle for attention. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, um, then then there's the the little oxygen cups that drop down. Yep. Um, and you've got to fix somebody that you're looking afterwards before you... No, fix no, yourself. No, 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 you, yeah, always do yourself you first. fix the person that's, that how, you're looking how after. How do you make it work? You give it a sharp tug downwards. Pull it towards you, yeah. Um, and then it's emergency exits, yeah. which are situated here, 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 and here. 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 Low-level lighting will show you to your nearest exit. Along yes. the ground. Along the ground. Here. Yeah, um, that's, yeah, I think that's... That's most of it, um, but it's interesting. I mean, you're looking a little bit. Oh, no smoking either. Don't go yeah. smoking, and don't bother going smoking in the toilets <laughs> because, because there are smoke alarms for it. You and if you're on, if you're on an American flight, they they really bang on about the FAA not liking you. Really, really weird though, because even planes that appear to have been brought into service since all smoking was banned on uh, on aeroplanes still have ashtrays yeah. in the toilets. Soldered down or something like that. They're, they're still there. And they're, yeah, no, no, they're not soldered down. They're, you can open them, and close them, as, as one does when one's a little bored. Yeah, <laughs> on the job for a long time, eh, Tim? <laughs> you know, <it's laughs> <not> <laughs> sorry. Um, and yeah, the uh, the um, health and safety executive. Uh, God bless them. God bless them. God bless the HSE, them. Um, whose website I went to today have a few interesting things. There's, there's over ninety five standards on radio studios in there um, about how things are being like how these desks should be situated what you should and shouldn't do the key one which any radio station you ever go into will say is do not bring drinks into a radio studio the key thing that everyone always does in radio studios not us tonight of course of course um, not no we're very good is bring cups of coffee and sit there you know Five Live are sitting there you know, in Five Live they run off, run off coffee it's everywhere it's well yes and um, about shortly before she went on maternity leave Lauren Verne did or destroy an entire uh, mixing desk in, in Six Music by spilling a cup of coffee over it. And that Six Music in the middle of a saved, show. saved so that she could spend the taxpayers' money even more by spilling stuff on it. You know, Lisa Waters didn't break over the desk. No. There's, there is that, <laughs> which, 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 which could have happened. But yeah, the Health and Safety Executive as well, their, their webpage is a, lo- a long list of things that mainly the Daily Mail has said um, that they are banning, which they are not banning. Um, can you think of any of the health and safety command stories? Over the last year or two, conkers, 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 Lab. and uh, lab lab yeah. glasses. Yeah, which it was it was a hoax, wasn't it? Yep, yeah, not true at all. Um, that was they. It's on the website in fact, and uh, there was a school that suggested they do it in a uh, when they were doing it in a classroom, but it was a joke because the it was in a science classroom and they could. Well, it, also, I, I understand that the story is that um, it was actually it was done as a bit of a stunt to. Uh, Cock a snook mm. at, uh, at health and safety gone mad, and then was then taken up as a health and safety gone mad thing. Having said that, you know the the reason that the snook was being cocked was because you know according to this fellow there was too much paperwork involved in uh, ensuring that uh, health and safety was being uh, being being followed Probably. appropriately. Yeah, but so that's, that's maybe there is a problem there. 
Well, I don't know though, because I mean, I do, I do risk assessments. I see risk assessments at work, and all I want from a risk assessment from someone is saying I have thought about the risks. You know, I've got some, I've got someone at the moment built. You know, I've got some students who are building a massive cabinet at the moment. <laughs> okay, that's wondering where you're going with that. Then, no, 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 I've got some students who are building me a house. No, um, I, I've got <laughs> some students who are building. Yeah, 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 true. A giant. No. Um, <laughs> The, uh, they're building this, this, this massive cabinet. And so I said to them, look, you know, you're not professional carpenters. I just want you to say that you've thought a bit about the risks involved, you know, using, using hammers and stuff like that. And they just brought back a risk. We have thought about the risk involved. What are you going to do about it? We will make sure we think about it while we're doing it. That's all I really want. So that when they don't think about it and they do what they were doing today, which is actually move around massive pieces of wood with no shoes on, I kind of go, well, you know, that's, that's, your, that's your, your lookout. It's not about necessarily watching your back, though. It's about... Just making sure people are safe. Are there any other good uh, stories on the website? There's the HZ bans school ties. Quite um, right too. School because ties people, are horrible. Yeah, because you can strangle people with them. Quite right. As opposed to hands, right. which you can strangle people with. No, that's not true. Uh, you need hands. They bans. Well, we we all need hands, Steve. We mm-hmm. all need hands. Um, bunting. Right. HZ ban bunting. Oh, if only. Uh, yeah, indeed. Um, actually, no. They did suggest that if people are putting up bunting. They should think about their ladder usage. Are you some sort of bunting hating, fun hating clowns? I'm, I'm not keen on bunting. Bunting means fun. No, no, no. Bunting does no. mean yeah, fun. bunting no, does bunting. mean fun. Apart from promotional bunting that like goes with a strongbow promotion in a pub, that kind oh, of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm less pro that. Less unkeen on that. It's just I don't know bunting. It's it's like hello. There will now be enforced jollity. Um, candy floss sticks. Yeah. The candy floss sticks have been phased out. Put somebody's eye out with them. Um, actually, uh, there's less people making candy, candy floss fresh, so you get the bags of candy floss. Mm-hmm. No one's ever talked about the sticks. Cause you could, yeah, you could put someone's eye out, but again, you can put someone's eye out with your finger. <laughs> and you may be doing that later. Um, in there, was a, there was one this morning, actually. The yeah. Daily, Mail, Daily Mail, I think it was the Daily Mail, had a, an actual real It's Health and Safety Gone Mad story just this morning. Uh, which was that in a local library in some unnameable part of the United Kingdom, they used to have a, a sort of regular social group for, um, uh, you know, I can't remember. It was some, you know, it was like, like it was like old ladies or something. Yeah. It was some kind of totally nice and unthreatening Daily Mail friendly portion of the um, portion of the Populous. population. Yeah. And, you know, they used to have these, these nice meetings and they'd all bring along cake and you know, they'd have a lovely time. But because they didn't have a kitchen facility in the library, right. the library said, look, we, we can't have you bringing your own food in here mm. unwrapped and serving it because we haven't got kitchen facilities to wash up. But you are allowed to bring uh, shop-bought biscuits yeah, and yeah. the like if they're, if they're wrapped and commercially bought. Yeah. Which, you know, you can sort of see the sense in, but that was, that was reported as health and safety gone mad. I was, I, was, yeah. I was just thinking WI Jam. Yeah, that right. must be a classic HSE one. No, it, it can be. I mean, I mean, there are you know there are rules to follow about you know food safety, but it's all about being proportionate. My 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 feeling is that there. I, I read this and I I just ended up thinking. Well, the the thing here is um, that in a lot of other countries, my suspicion is, and in probably a lot of the time in this country, my suspicion is people would just shrug their shoulders and go, well. No harm done. Yeah. Have your cake. Don't worry about it. Have your cake and eat it. There's a thing in our well, have each other's cake and eat it, mm. probably. Um there's a there's a thing in this country about people really wanting to uh to uh abide by the rules. There was an interesting thing when um when 
the EU um, changed all the fire regulations in the Europe. So all we used to have all the fire fire extinguishers used to be different colours. Mm-hmm. So you could tell them apart. They should be. They should, well, they should all be red and have a uh, you know have the colour of the thing in a little box in it, mm-hmm. just to standardise them across Europe. And in as part of that regulation, it said when the lifetime of your fire extinguisher runs out. Now, the lifetime of the average fire extinguisher is forever until you <laughs> use it. Right. So across Europe, you know, over over here, we took all over, oh, we must do this now. Over Europe, they've, they've, they've all still got the old fire extinguishers because they read the whole thing. We, we Yeah, we, we do have an eye for a chance, so we do want to be... There is there is a wanting to buy rules, I guess, or... Oh, totally, yeah. No, I mean, if you think... Oh, well, I mean, the, the insert European rule here that um, nobody... that everybody else in Europe goes... And we go, oh no! I believe no. in France they go boff. They do indeed go boff, and in Germany they go hein. No, wait a minute, that's that's in France as well. Um, now, Claire, you're 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 a journalist. Um, have you ever reported on a health and safety story? No. Good. That's that's that bit. Um, <laughs> you know, you tell us about the most dangerous thing that you've ever done. Good. I'm glad someone asked. <laughs> um, mine involves an elephant as well. Really? Um, I was in Sri Lanka. Um, where I did ride an elephant, but it wasn't a riding an elephant situation. I was in a nightclub called the Blue Elephant, um, <laughs> which is underneath the Hilton Hotel in Colombo, and it was there two nights before a friend's wedding, and I was kind of on, I guess, what was sort of the only bloke on a vague hen night type thing. Hadn't realised that's what it was, that's what it turned out to be. Down in this nightclub, and most of the hens were English women who found... Once they got more and more drunk, the locals more and more amusing. And so they were gently ribbing the locals who were trying to impress them with their ability to have a NatWest checkbook and impressive things such as that. And, and in the end, I think a few of them got a bit annoyed and a bit frustrated. And this is not an, this is not an island where it's difficult to get hold of uh, certain kinds of weapons. Um, and as the only bloke there, there was some sort of suggestion that maybe I was in charge... And it wouldn't be seen to pull a pull a revolver on a woman anyway, I think. No. But to pull a revolver on a on, on the man who's in charge of this harem. Is, so, yeah, I, I, I faced down the barrel of a gun. As this man said, you know, these women are disrespecting me. What are you going to do about it? And I said, what we're going to do about it is leave. And we left and we went very quickly and almost as quick as my heartbeat was going. So, yeah, that's my dangerous story. And it is quite good, I think. It's a good story. I like that story. Yes, well, I, tell it, I tell it a lot. Sounds dangerous, dude. It was. I mean, have you ever been been? Involved? I'm sure the safety catch is still on the revolver. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the safety catch is there for the gun to be safe, but the guns aren't by, the guns by aren't their safe. nature safe. No, <laughs> you know. and you know that is a funny concept, isn't it? Yeah. The, well, my favourite one actually is the safety curtain, because actually, if that fell down. You know, they are big, heavy things. They aren't are they? very. They're big lead curtains. Actually, you know. I've never understood what what the safety curtain is supposed to. Be. Is it supposed to be making me safe or the screen safe or what? It, I think the idea of the safety curtain. Well, the safety curtain, which is this big lead sheet uh, in a theatre, uh-huh. I think is to they're stop any lead. fires. Yeah, they're lead. They're to stop. They're partially to stop Superman seeing what's going on backstage, right. so he's not surprised. Okay. But they're also a bit. I think they're to stop fires that go on backstage. Because in the old days, when the ga- when the lights were all fire lit. They, there was an opportunity that a fire would start and then it would kill all the people in the front, front of the stage. I think that's what it is. I, d- I, I don't I, know. I, yes. I, um, it sounds sounds I plausible to yes, me. But to imprison all the actors and actresses backstage so that the fire just kills them. Yes. Yeah. Well, they can get out otherwise. But I think that, <laughs> one, they're not led. 
they are they're lead. not lead. They're lead. Well, where on earth have you got the idea that okay, it's a safety curtain is lead? <laughs> I don't know. Almost certainly they're, they're, they're cloth treated with some kind of sugar. They're not cloth. They're, they're, I think they are metal. I think they're... They're, they're, sure they're, they're not metal. They, they do not. They this is absolute... Psychosis is what yeah. it is. Yes, yes. Maybe, maybe, maybe the state of my mind is a little unsafe. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up now, I think, or, or more or less now, because it is all falling apart as ever, and, and, and synthesis is almost fugitive. I think next week we've got Cat Stevens. Um, not that one. No, not, not that, that, not all that, that one. one. No. All that one, yeah. And I think she's almost certainly going to be talking about swimming. Well, inevitably, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's all she ever talks about. Um, but I'd like to thank all of my guests, um, Claire Spencer. Thank you. It's, that, you, do, you do that kind of uh, weekending. Thank you at the end of it. Uh, Tim Hopkins. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, and Steve Hewitt. Stay safe, everybody. Yeah, um, and if you need any safety tips, he'll be outside the studio for the rest of the night, tutting at you as you cross the road. I'm, I think we're going to cross the road... To go to, to his eyebrows. To go to the pub in as dangerous way as possible. See if we can make. By the time Steve gets back on the air, we'll make him see, see if we can get him to do something ridiculously dangerous. So um, I'm going to end now with uh, Jean Lys en Danger by Alpha Blondie, um, which is uh, about. Well, I thought because Claire's a journalist and, and she's been in danger. But uh, thank you. And thank you. This is, yeah, uh, 104.4 Resonance FM, The Art of Listening. Au clair de la lune, mon ami Zongo refusa de baïonner sa plume au Burkina Faso. Et Zongo est mort, brûlé par le feu. Que justice soit faite pour l'amour de Dieu. Ils ont la boule limite du 
Yes, I've 